1: I always look forward to the second hour of the Bruce Hooley Show on Thursdays because it's our chance to catch up with our friend Matt Mayer of Opportunity, Ohio. Follow Matt on Twitter at OhioMatt. His site is found at OpportunityOhio.org. And Matt, I uh, take note here that the city of Columbus is targeting affordable housing and they want to pass a $1.5 billion bond package so that they could spend $80 million on new affordable housing units Fifty million to support affordable home ownership and forty million on existing units, I would not be against this if it was done in the private sector, but have you seen evidence that the city of Columbus or any government has the expertise to pull off something like this and do it efficiently?
2: of course not i mean look this this is a one point five billion dollar bond package that is going to start I think just spending like two hundred million on housing issues mm-hmm. and you know you're going to hit lots and lots of seniors on fixed incomes who live in the you know city of Columbus and, and, and can't afford those types of increases. You're going to hit people that are making just above. I think they said the fifty thousand dollar cutoff. So you're going to have people making fifty five thousand who don't get a cent, but those making you know forty who do. And again, this is where government's getting involved, picking winners and losers. And this is a time right where they're so many job openings that we, we can't you know companies can't find enough workers but we're going to continue to kind of create incentives for people not to work by you now increasing what they get for housing so this is just bad policy across the board but it's not surprising Andrew Ginther is about the dimmest dumbest politician in Ohio
1: well I look here and they passed a 50 million dollar affordable housing bond in 2019, and they're trying for this one, and they say that they will not be raising any taxes on anybody down the line. But um, I just, I just never believe it when a, uh, a government official tells me that they're not going to raise my taxes. I don't believe it when Joe Biden says it about the expansion of the IRS, and I certainly don't believe it uh, when Andrew Ginther says it. Because here we are, three years after they passed a 50 million dollar affordable housing bond, and they're back trying to pass another one that would. Earmark another two hundred million for affordable housing.
2: Yeah, it, 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 it's it's classic. I mean, what 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 Democrats and progressives in the city of Columbus are trying to do is essentially create a permanent underclass that is so loyal to voting for that progressive pe- group people because they get so much from them. I mean, they, they just truly are creating an underclass that, that is enthralled to, to them because they, they give them housing. They'll give them health care. They're going to give them, I mean, this is the Medicaid explosion population we're talking about. So across the board, we're just going to say, you know what, you don't actually have to work. There are tons of jobs available. Don't worry about it, though, because we're going to give you housing, health care, food, and, you know, heck, we're going to throw in some money just for fun anyway. So this is creating a very bad dynamic in the city of Columbus. And it's it's going to continue to harm kind of the vibrancy of, of Columbus, you know, the greater Columbus area and ultimately Ohio.
1: Matt Mayer is our guest. He's with OpportunityOhio.org. He writes, the Patriot Mind Substack. Find him on Twitter, at Ohio Matt. So the Fed raises rates again. We had never had two consecutive raises of 75 basis points. Now we've had three. Larry Kudlow advocates for them raising it another uh, full point in their next meeting and another full point after that. So they're obviously late to the party on trying to curb inflation. And uh, I lived through the uh, inflation of the Carter administration, and it took quite a while for that to uh, abate, I think, a lot of people in this instant gratification culture that we have. We expect this to be fixed by one policy over the next year, two years tops. But it feels to me like this is a malaise that's going to settle in for a while. And as with your contacts in the business community, Matt, what are the prospects for business in Columbus expanding and all this kind of stuff? How do you think that's impacted by the raise in interest rates, which touches everybody?
2: Yeah, it's getting more expensive, right? I mean, when, when interest rates go up, that means everything that everybody that borrows money from personal to business are, they're paying more to borrow that money, right? That's just the reality. Whether it's you're buying a house, that's why we're seeing the housing market slow down so dramatically for seven straight months, right? It's whether you're b- b- taking out a loan f- to expand your business, no matter what it is, right? You've got credit cards, you're paying more. So, so you, th- this is where, you can expect there to be a ripple through the economy as we raise interest rates, which, by the way, is the right thing to do. And look, Bruce, you and I probably both agree on this. They waited way too long yeah. to start putting interest rates back up to normal. Stuff. I mean, this yeah. is now twenty twenty almost what twenty years of low interest rates we've had, and it just it just wasn't sustainable, right? I mean, when you go back to the, the era where heck, when I grew up. Got a seven eight percent housing mortgage mm-hmm. that was a phenomenal rate. Yep. Well, now we're so all accustomed to getting three three and a half percent that seven sounds super expensive. Well, historically it's not, but but we got to now get things adjusted back again because we've created so much inflation, so much money printed in, and that's you know we're seeing more of that, of course, coming out of Washington. Every time they pass a billion dollar trillion dollar bill, we're printing more money. That's going to create have more inflationary pressures, which is going to cause higher interest rates. I mean, it's just like this horrible cycle we're in that we've got to stop printing money, get the interest rates where they need to get, get inflation back out of the system so that we can then have growth uh, and strong economic prosperity. So, yeah, I I think we're looking at a year or two, uh, even more, of of some of this kind of economic uncertainty.
1: Well, I just remember my first mortgage was 1987, and it was below market because it was carried by the guy who owned the home and self-financed it. It was 10%. 10% 10% in 1987. And you probably and th-
2: thought you were getting a great rate.
1: I did. And that was a decade after Reagan took office, and he took office because Carter loused up the economy and we got astronomical inflation. So I just think we're whistling through the graveyard here if we think this is going to go away quickly because I don't see that it's going to go away quickly. And the main reason I don't see it's going away quickly is because the Biden administration doesn't show me any, any idea that they see that, oh, spending is causing this. we got to stop spending.
2: Think about the way this is working, right? Oh, so let's put out, you know, these billion-dollar, trillion-dollar bills to, you know, create create chip production here in America. Okay, well, you just create inflationary pressure. Interest rates are going to go up. So now any business that's looking to expand is going to have to pay a higher interest rate to do that. So maybe they don't do it as much. And you know, this is where, you know, so much of this stuff is, is kind of getting to this funny money. And we've got supply chain issues all over the, the country. China's in a massive slowdown, right? We've got Russia threatening nuclear weapons. We've got Iran on the verge of nuclear weapons. We've got North Korea already has nuclear weapons. So so we got supply chain issues across the board. We've got problems going on with, as you know, we talked about, you know, the, you know, my piece earlier this week on the you know, electric vehicles and don't put the house on them because, mm-hmm. you know, we've now seen skyrocketing lithium prices because guess what? You can't find that much lithium, and if, if you're going to find it, you're going to devastate the environment to get at it because you got to move a half million, half million pounds of dirt to get one, enough precious metals for one electric vehicle battery. So that's going to create a whole problem because we're now like, over, and in my opinion, we've overbuilt the electric vehicle industry. All these companies are chasing the electric vehicles. When they're going to have a battery problem, they're all having battery problems. So Ford just now said, oh, we're not taking any more orders for the electric vehicle F-150 Lightning because we can't build enough because we don't have enough batteries. We don't have enough batteries because we can't get enough lithium, blah, 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 right? So this is we're in this horrible, vicious cycle where there's no common sense that's coming out of Washington, very little common sense comes out of state capitals and so it, it it's just businesses don't know which way to, to turn so what do they do they're going to trench down right they're going to just get get their get, get low try to get through inventories not higher and that's where then again we get back into then higher unemployment starts coming up so I think we're in for some ugly ugly you know year two here uh, coming up
1: Matt Mayer opportunity Ohio our guests follow him on Twitter at Ohio Matt read his site opportunityohio.org and I'm sure you got to kick Saturday night out of uh, what appeared to be Tim Ryan, the Democratic Senate candidate, uh, live tweeting uh, while sitting alone at his house about the J.D. Vance-Donald Trump rally. Then we find out, oh, no, he wasn't at home. He was at a wedding. He was ripping J.D. Vance for not being at the Ohio State football game or not watching the Ohio State football game. While it was very obvious that Tim Ryan, who officiated at the wedding, had had that commitment on his calendar for months and months and months and months and, months and tried to portray himself as Mr. Super Buckeye fan which I think is more pathetic and indicative of his character that he would portray himself being somewhere he wasn't. Although, as I said yesterday, Matt, maybe I should vote for Tim Ryan now because he's obviously a superhero. He can be two places at once. He can be at a wedding, and he can also be home watching the Ohio State game.
2: Well, okay, so can I step back on this one? I, I, am I the only person in the world or at least in Ohio that goes, I don't vote because of somebody's you know, uber Buckeye p- patriotism or not. <laughs> I mean, I don't really care if you're at the game. If you're watching the game, I'm not voting for you because you're the best Buckeye fan in the world. And if anybody does, you're a meathead, get a life, right? So the idea that Tim Ryan would start a fight over whether or not J.D. Vance should have had a rally during a Buckeye game is about the dumbest thing in the world. I mean, look, I'm not one of those people that I live my life around Buckeye games. I know there are people who schedule weddings in advance around them and all that goofy stuff, but, oh, my God, people get a life. It's college football. It's not the end of the world. So the idea that we're wasting precious time, because Tim Ryan wants to talk about who's the better Buckeye fan, is absurd on its face, and it makes him unfit to be in the U.S. Senate, frankly.
1: Yeah, and I guess you talk about that when you don't dare talk about how you voted with Joe Biden 100% of the time. So I hope that fact becomes well-known throughout the state of Ohio. And uh, if it is well-known, then Tim Ryan will not be able to hide behind Sherrod Brown as the junior senator from Ohio. Matt, it's always great to have you. Love having you. Always. Yeah, and uh, check out Matt's site opportunityohio dot org. Set your clock for his visits with us on Thursday at noon, and read his Substack, The Patriot Mind. It's online. Search it. Matt Mayer Substack, The Patriot Mind. Have a great day, Matt. Hey, you too. It's just utterly amazing to me that Tim Ryan can even be close in the polls to JD Vance. And uh, I know J.D. is not uh, as well-funded as Ryan and maybe hasn't been out there and certainly not on TV as much. But how Tim Ryan could even be close, um, man, if we're, as an electorate, dumb enough to elect him, um, that's extremely depressing. So they had quite the procession yesterday in Sugar Creek, Arizona. Township, which is in the Dayton area, east of Centerville. Sugar Creek Creek Township uh, encompasses the city of Belbrook. And they were there to celebrate an amazing life. A World War II veteran, there are precious few of those still around, but uh, I dare say there are none like the World War II veteran Jim Pee Wee Martin that they laid to rest yesterday at Dayton National Cemetery. Uh, Pee Wee Martin parachuted into Normandy on D-Day. Wait, there's more. He also was a paratrooper in the 101st Airborne Division, a member of the Screaming Eagles, and and parachuted into the uh, Battle of the Bulge. Wow. And lived past the age of 101. Wow we wow that is one amazing life right there Uh, and he made it a habit to jump out of an airplane on his birthday every year so this guy I mean um far be it for me to say anything good about Amazon but okay so I'm going to say something good about Amazon there are a host of documentaries on Amazon Prime that if you ever feel like you have it tough now or or you're tough now. Go watch a a documentary about Pointe du Hoc or the guys who sort of improvised on D-Day because the invasion of Normandy did not go off as it was planned, other than the fact that they would not be deterred and they were able to gain a foothold and, of course, win World War II. Yeah, Pam. Just thinking about the greatest generation, which my dad was a part of. Yeah, mine as well. Just just amazing people. Amazing, amazing people. And – um, I have asked myself, could we do that? Could we ration? Can you imagine like Americans now if you said, hey, hey, you can't just drive wherever you want to, even though gas is priced really high. Like now you can go buy as much as you want and drive wherever you want to. They ration gas mm-hmm. and rubber and sugar and all kinds of things and marshal together and pull together. And oh, here's a concept, sacrificed for the collective good of the country. We can't even agree now. Half of the the party in power says America's a country what? Not even worth saving. So could we do that? I don't know. And I firmly believe, and I'm not I am not being melodramatic on this. I believe this whole transgender n- idiocy, lunacy, evil, nonsense, whatever you want to call it, it's evil. It's what it is. I should call it evil all the time. I tend to say nonsense, and I don't mean to diminish it as. Something silly. It's not silly. It's nefarious. It's evil. It's satanic. I believe that is our battle because if we surrender our kids to these evil people who would mutilate their bodies, poison their minds, poison their biology with drugs, well, the damage from that, I believe, will be incalculable. And we will have failed the defining issue of our time. Now speaking, besides of Jim Pee Wee Martin, who's a true American hero, another American hero, Officer Sierra Burton has been laid to rest. Sierra Burton is the Richmond police officer who was shot on August the 10th in the head while assisting her Richmond Police Department colleagues in a seemingly benign stop of a guy in his mid 40s on a moped i mean there are scenarios you could pose for where a police officer would venture into it and you could see where there would be danger but a guy on a moped in the middle of the night does not seem like a scenario where a police officer would end up getting shot linger on life support and finally die. But that is exactly what happened to Officer Sierra Burton. She was there with her canine officer, her drug-sniffing dog. It smelled drugs. The criminal who they had stopped panicked, pulled out a gun, shot her in the head. And so she uh, died and was laid to rest earlier this week. And the picture of hers, the first picture I've seen of her out of her uniform It's just heartbreaking. She was uh, about to be married. Um, So just, wow. Horrible, horrible stuff. Uh, Fed did raise the uh, interest rate yesterday, 75 basis points. Uh, We will talk with Josh Pick about that of Aptus Wealth Management, not only on tomorrow's Aptus Retirement Blueprint radio show that will air at 7 p.m. tomorrow night and 2 p.m. Saturday, but we will, I'm sure, talk about that with Josh on Monday. We talked about it with him Monday. This past Monday, because it was likely to happen, now it has happened, and there are all kinds of doomsaying forecasts out there. Goldman Sachs, securities market might drop twenty-six percent. How do they? Josh even mentioned that that, that they project a twenty-six percent drop in the stock market, and then unemployment, which is now under four percent, needs to go to six percent in order to fix this. We are in for a long, as I was talking with Matt Mayer, we are in for a long, pronounced, painful, incremental recovery. And oh, by the way, we're only, we're not even two years into the Biden administration having power over our economy. If the electorate does not put Republicans in charge of the House and the Senate in November. What else could and would this president do in the two years he has in office? I do not believe that the economy is going to be our chief concern over the next two years. I think because Xi Jinping has just been, or will soon be, put back in power for an unprecedented third term as the quote-unquote premier of China, Xi Jinping's not stupid. If you were the leader of China, and you were faced with a future where you really want to get Taiwan, and Joe Biden's in the White House, or you're looking at the possibility in 2025 of, pick one, Ron DeSantis, Tom Cotton, Donald Trump, Mike Pompeo, any of them being in the White House, when are you attacking Taiwan? When are you attacking Taiwan? When an American president with an approval rating of 40% is in the White House or and and, and when the southern border he can't even defend the southern border in his own country? He's going to send he's going to have the support in America to send American troops into the South Pacific to fight against China? Yeah? Really? Is that when you're going to you're going to wait? You're going to wait? No, I'm not going to wait if I'm Xi Jinping. So that's on the horizon too.
0: Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon intelligence agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. <laughs>